Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Waifus and Weeaboos podcast, where we are live right now on twitch.tv slash sourcesensei1 on my personal Twitch channel, which I haven't uh, done one of these episodes in a while. I actually haven't streamed in a while, but my name is Nick, as you all know by now, and yeah, we are dropping... Uh, we're dropping relatively close episodes uh, within the same week. If you um, if you listen to our previous episode of Kaguya-sama Love is War, again, I want to thank Miles for coming on and uh, joining me in that episode to talk about the third season of Kaguya-sama and, you know, basically the series as a whole, which we did have a good uh, little back and forth between what are our, what our, what are our, uh, Mount Rushmore of romantic comedy and uh, scored the show and talked about it and uh, g- great episode. Definitely check it out. But today we're going to be talking about the shows that are going to be coming out in the summer season that I look forward to. And I don't know if I did this in the spring season, but I thought I did. But we are uh, using my enemy list right now. We're sorting by when these shows are airing. And I thought I did that for spring. Because I went back to my spring uh, review episode and there was something that caught my attention that I will, um, the spring preview episode, I'm sorry. Um, But the spring review, once we do the spring review, something caught my attention when I went back and listened to the spring preview episode that I will have to bring up and I hate myself for doing this and... That's all I'm going to say. So you're going to have to stay in suspense for a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, until the spring or until the um, yeah, until the spring review episode comes out uh, within the next couple of weeks. Once Shikimori finishes and once um, I think I really think it's just Shikimori because Cuckoo's um, is still going into the summer season and Birdie Wing had finished on Tuesday. So once Shikamori finishes, I think that should be it for the uh, the spring season. So stay tuned. That episode might be dropping on Sunday. Um, give you something to listen to on the 4th of July coming up. Um, but as, uh, as I said, we are live right now on Twitch, and we are going to be doing the spring, the summer preview episode, starting with Jin Jekui. Shannon, I have no idea what this is. It looks like a Chinese anime. Uh, it is done by Studio CCTV Animation. It looks like it's a historical strategy game. There's 297 people currently adding it on their list right now. For me personally, I have no interest in this at all. Um, but if you enjoy historical strategy games, definitely check it out. The next show on our list is something I will probably get flack for, but I don't care. And that is RWBY or Ruby uh, Hyosetsu Teikoku. So, in the world of Remnant, humans and Faunus, human-animal hybrids, carry on their everyday lives despite the omnipresent threat of the monstrous Grimm. Dedicated huntsmen and huntresses battle Grimm with both customized weapons and their own semblances. Uh, unique abilities derived from the energy of one soul. Some warriors also u- utilize crystallized energy propellant dust to bestow their weapons with elemental properties. In this dangerous line of work, rigorous training is required to stay alive. To that end, each of the remnants' four kingdoms have established schools to properly groom children holding aspirations of becoming licensed huntsmen. This is one hell of a fucking synopsis. At Beacon Academy in the Kingdom of Val, a promising group of future huntresses make their debut as Team RWBY, or Ruby. Ruby Rose, Weishin, 
Shanae, excuse me if I butcher some of these names, Blake Belladonna and Jing, uh, and Yang Zhao Long. Each come from different backgrounds and often butt heads as a result. However, when they cooperate, they are a formidable force who have even attracted the attention of Beacon's headmaster, Professor Osmond. Alongside fellow students, such as those in Team JNPR, the young prodigy Ruby and her friends engage in adventures which pit them against the extremist Falness group known as the White Fang. Every explosive encounter also brings them closer to true villains orchestrating conflicts from the shadows. Uh, episodes 1 through 3 were streamed in advance on June 24th, 2022, and regular broadcast began. And regular broadcast would begin on July 3rd. I gotta be honest with you. I do not like the RWUI series. I just don't. It is not my cup of tea. I could not get in the. I could not get into the animation. I could not get into the story. I'm sorry. I thought it was bad. Now, now, before I get before I get criticized for this, it's weird. It, it's it's not weird because I won't be biased. I don't think it's a bad anime. It's mm, let me rephrase that. I thought it was bad. But I can see how people can think that it's not a bad anime. All right. And it could be a little bit of bias. It's just, I just don't like it. That's saying it's bad. Um, but I could see how people could like the show. And that is all I'll say about RWBY. I have no interest in it. I know a lot of people who do have interest in it. It is not my cup of tea. And we're just going to move on to the next show. Which is Kamikuzu Idol. So Yuyu was one half of the boy pop duo's Zings, maybe the laziest performer in the Japanese music industry. His partner, his partner, is out there giving 110% every night, and thankfully he's quite popular. But Yuyu's half-ass sloppy dancing and his frankly hostile attitude uh, toward the audience has the fans hating him and his agent, and his agent looking for any excuse to cut him loose. The career of a pop idol just isn't the path of easy leisure and adulation you expected. After a particularly, particularly lifeless concert appearance, Yuyu meets a girl backstage. She's dressed in the nines in a colorful outfit. She's full of vim and vigor, and all she wants from life, and all she wants from life is to perform. There's just one problem. She's been dead for a year. This is the ghost of Asahi Mogami. The beloved singer whose time on stage was tragically cut short. Unless, if ghosts are real, a spirit possession... Uh, if ghosts are real, is, is, is spirit possession really that much of a stress? So what I'm getting out of this is that the ghost girl is going to... Um, possess the lazy fucking dancer, and she's going to perform on stage. <sighs> yeah, it... it, it I... I I don't think I even want to add this to my list. It sounds kind of ridiculous. Um, it is a comedy slash supernatural anime. Um, it's done by Studio Gokumi. I don't know what Studio Gokumi has done in the past. Uh, we can check that out here. So the Yuki Yuna series. World's End Harem. Uh, Tojinomiko. Andro, so uh, overall, like a lot of mid anime um, <coughs> that I just have no interest in at all. Um, after that, we have Likodis Recoil, and Likodis Recoil is 
a Japanese cafe in Tokyo serving delicious coffee, super sweet treats, and more. Let me rephrase that. Um, a Japanese cafe in Tokyo serving delicious coffee, super sweet treats, and more? From making local deliveries, to chaperoning, to getting rid of zombies, and even fighting a giant monster? Whatever the problem, stop by for consultation. No matter the order, leave it to us. Uh, it's done by A1 Pictures. Like, it looks like it's got a lot of cute girls, and it could be your cute girls do cute things anime of this season, in all honesty. Um... It looks kind of interesting. Um, yeah, not gonna lie, I, I am I am intrigued by this. Um, so we are going to add it to the play in the watch list. That does look. Uh, I'm I'm very intrigued by uh, Leakerous Recoil. Uh, after that, we have Teppen uh, Sakamoto. Uh, you know what? I I read this earlier, and it just reminded me a lot of uh, Meisetsu. And Meisetsu was fucking terrible. Um, but a little bit of Teppin. Uh, Sakamoto Yayoi is a diehard fan of comedians and comedy acts. And, uh, and she enrolls into a private uh, Kazuki High School in Nanba. She reunites with Takahashi Yomagi, a childhood friend, who once formed the comedy duo uh, Konabonzu with her when they were little. Before long, they find themselves putting together a routine at the park like they did before in order to enter a local shopping area's contest. At that moment, a mysterious girl calls out to them. It reminds me a lot of Meisetsu, and Meisetsu's comedy was just not good. Um, and it's, I just had no interest in it at all. So I, would, I do not recommend Tempin. I'm not even going to add it to my list. Musa Shino is a sequel series to Uraba no Usagi-chan. And I don't know what Uraba Usagi-chan is. Is that the Order is a Rabbit? No, it's apparently some other... Okay, so it's a show that's advertising Uraba City in Saitama, Japan. Uh, okay, probably not my cup of tea either. After that, we have Shoot, Goal to the Future. I said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I am fucking done with soccer anime. Uh, I know Ao Oshi was a good show. That's what I heard. That is a very good show. But I've seen enough soccer anime to know where each one goes. And I don't need any more. All right. But for the sake of the podcast, I will read the synopsis. At Atsushi Kamiya is a former captain of Kakegawa High School and the world-renowned courageous captain for a famous Italian soccer team. Hidato Suji is a student at the same school who seems uninterested in the now-weakened soccer team. Their meeting is the start of a new legend. <laughs> Don't care. Alright? Don't care. It just sounds super uninteresting. And now we probably get to one of the most anticipated shows of this season. Um, it is one of the worst harem anime that I've ever seen. Um, and if it wasn't for two of the characters, this show would be fucking god-awful instead of just being awful. And that's Rent-A-Girlfriend Season 2. 
Uh, Chizuru and Sumi literally saved this show from the dog shit that it is. Mommy is just not a likable character, and Ruka is legitimately a fucking stalker. Like, don't get me wrong. Kazuya is a piece of shit, right? Kazuya is one of the worst main characters in anime history. And I will say that. He is... I think a good portion of people will actually agree with me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that because it might come back and bite me, but I think more people would rather see Rudy succeed than see Kazuya succeed. Just because the amount of shit that Rudy has gone through, Kazuya is just like so fucking unlikable. At least there's some, at least there's like little things here and there to like about Rudy from uh, Jabba's reincarnation is that he does try to redeem himself. Kazuya is just fucking like he's pitiful. He's pathetic. He's a fucking loser. All right. And when you have three characters who are just not likable characters, you got a dog shit show. All right. Chizuru is great. Sumi is great. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. The other three are just, they're just unlikable characters. They're just so unlikable. Um, and the fact that this show got a season two, I get it because, because the characters sell and the fandom sells and like, this is what happens. Like you have quintessential quintuplets. I'll be honest with you. I'll say it from here. I got, I had, I had, uh, I had, I, I still have Miku on my wall from Quince. I love Miku, but Quince is a fucking terrible story. It's fucking awful. I, I'm sorry. And... The only reason it's popular is because of the uh, is because of the waifu wars that it that had unfolded from it. So I'm gonna watch it because when you watch a fucking car crash, you gotta keep watching the fucking car crash, and you gotta see the flames, and you gotta see them put out the flames and shit. But I'm not gonna be happy with it. But I'm I have to watch it. Um. After that, we have a show that I've been waiting for for a long time, and Utawari Ramono Futari no Hakuro. Um, I watched the original Utawari Ramono, and let me tell you, Sam, that show fucking caught me off guard. Like, there was murder in the original. There was like tits. There was sex. Like, there was some shit going on that I did not expect. Um, and then the prequel for well, the sequel to that, but the prequel to this one, um. I thought it was very good. And when the series was, when the show was over, I was like, damn, like they're not going to give us a season two. I kind of want to go back and watch uh, the prequel to this. Um, just to like refresh my brain of like, what the fuck happened? Um, so after the events of mask of deception, the Yamato empire is now ruled by an iron fist is now ruled uh, with an iron fist by a ruthless uh, usurper who seeks to subjugate all before him. It's up to a couple of familiar faces to band together against the might of the Imperial Army and the fate of the world. Uh, hangs in the balance as nations and generals must pick a side to fight with in this perilous civil war. Secrets will be revealed, friendships will be tested, and battles will be fought. Will peace and order be restored, or will victory at any cost be the beginning of the end? I'm excited for this. It's being done by White Fox. Uh, the game, the game is very good. I enjoyed it, um, and I'm, I am looking forward to this show a lot. As I take a little sip of seltzer to wet my whistle, 
After that, a... Uh, oh, boy. One of these shows, eh? Let me see if it's got an English title. Luminous Witches. All right? But the full title is like... Renmei Kugen Kuko Maho Ongakutai Luminous Witches. Um, by the tags, you know I'm in on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Sci-fi and ecchi. So... These are witches who defend everyone's smiles and fight enemies through the healing power of music. Oh, God. Not another fucking show with music. Oh, my God. These witches opposite of those in the defense fleet are idols known as Music Squadron. I don't know. Oh, it's done by Shaft. Uh, I'll add it, but you don't know how I feel about music anime after fucking watching Healing Girl. I have so many fucking problems with Healing Girl. Oh, my God, dude. After that, we have Prima Doll. Um, I feel like this is like Fantasista Doll, but uh, Kuro, Kuro Nekote, a cafe located in the Imperial Capital's Fifth Ward. Girls who work there are autonomous mechanical dolls, also known as Automata. So basically, this is Zero Two, the anime. They were originally created as weapons for the Great War that ended only a few years ago. Now they are looking for new roles in a peaceful world. So they're basically to be working in a working in a maid cafe. Yeah, I'm adding that to the list. If I have to take it off later, I'll have to take it off later. But yeah. Um, after that, we have Engage Kiss, a comedy romance anime that's coming out. So, Veyron City, a mega-floating metropolis created from the discovery of new energy sources. Shu, a young man who owns and operates a small business in the area, leads a meager life due to his reckless spending. Kisada, a girl who visits Shu's office and home because she is constantly concerned about him. She works while attending high school in Veyron City, doing everything from clerical work to housework. Ayano, Shu's ex-girlfriend and a senior colleague, at the corporation he had previously worked for, is also worried about him. Thus begins the slapstick romantic comedy of three people in a slightly unusual relationship that takes place on an artificial island in the Pacific Ocean. Um, I've seen the previews for this. It looks very good uh, for me, at least. I think it'll end up being like a like a six like a six and a half to a seven overall show. Um, I dig the main characters a lot in Kisara and Yugiri and Shu. Uh, I think the cast is pretty good. The cast. Um, so I am looking forward to this show. One of the one of the few shows I'm actually looking forward to watching. It might bomb and it might be like dog shit at the end, but I am really looking forward to Engage Kiss a lot. Um <clears throat> after that we have Yude Deco. The story begins when Barry, an average girl from an average home, meets Hack, a girl who looks like a boy. Charmed by Hack, Barry meets up with the team Hack leads, the Ghost Detectives Club. Members of the club are socially dead working invisibly within the digitally controlled society of Tom Sawyer. As she works with the group, Barry learns about Zero, a mysterious figure who lurks within Tom Sawyer's underground. She and Hack decide to chase down this figure, and in time, the truth behind the city is revealed. Um, I'm not going to add it to my list, but I am intrigued. Um, the animation looks kind of sketchy. Uh, the studio is Science Saru, and Science Saru has done one episode of Star Wars Visions, I think. 
Oh, they did uh they did Welcome to the Izoken, which Welcome to the Izoken is fucking Um and they did Devil May Cry Baby as well, so Oh, and Ping Pong the animation. They actually did some good sh not a lot of shows, but they've done some very good fucking shows. Alright, I'll give it a shot. The animation it should be good. Um we'll add it to the list. Fuck it. Uh, after that, we have another long uh, title, and it's just as long as in Japanese as it, in, as it is in English. So we will see both the Japanese and the English words. We have Tensei Kenja no Isekai Life Dai to no shoku, Shokugyo wo ete Sekai Saikyo ni Narimashita. Or my Isekai Life, I gained a second character class and became the strongest sage in the world. Um, I, 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 uh, well, let's go over the synopsis. Yuji Sano, a black company employee, is summoned to another world while finishing his work from home. Typical isekai trope. Uh, his profession in the other world is a monster tamer. It's considered a job that makes it difficult to become an adventurer. However, thanks to some slimes he meets, thanks to some slimes he met, which read several magical books, he gained magical powers and his second profession, second profession, a sage. Yuji acquired overwhelming power, but he is conscient. But is he conscious of his strength? Blindly becoming unparalleled and the strongest in the world. Okay, uh, I feel like that synopsis didn't do justice. It sounds like this dude becomes a sage and becomes super fucking OP and super strong. That could be uh, really good or really bad, depending on um, what route they take. Like if they take themselves like a serious show, it could be pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> but it also could be pretty good. The studios, uh, Revaroot, who did, um, I've been killing slimes for 300 years. Um, and I thought that was a good show, but I think this show will probably be around the same, um, end up being around the same score, like a 6 7 to a 7 overall. So we will see. After that, we have Classroom of the Elite, the second season. Uh, done by Studio Lurch. I know a lot of people have given uh, Classroom of the Elite a little flack because it didn't follow the light novel. And I'm actually shocked that it got a second and third season and not a reboot of the first season because uh, Hor uh, Horita really isn't the main love interest of Ayana Koji. Um, but somebody else is. But, I but like they went off the path of the light novel. So I don't know what the second season and eventually the third season are going to bring to the table. Um, but I am very interested in it. I liked the first season a lot. Um, I thought some of the twists were very interesting. Um, and I'm looking forward to the second season, even if it does go like the route of an anime, like an anime original show. If then we have uh, Card Fight, Vanguard, Will Plus Dress. Again, if you're into the Vanguard series, you're going to like the show. Me, I just do not do the um, the card games. After that, we have Kinso no Vermeil, Gakipuchi Matjutsushi wa Saiko, Saikyo no Yakusai to Maho Sekai wo Sukisumu. Or more commonly known as Vermeil and Gold. Um, <coughs> yeah. Crazy fucking titles for these shows now. I got a burp. Hold on. 
All right. So we have Royal Ortigia Magic Academy. Alto, on the verge of failing the summoning magic class and having to repeat a year, stumbles upon a grimoire and draws a magic circle, summoning the sealed demon Vermeil and making her his familiar. She has been a feared devil since ancient times and possesses tremendous power to cause disasters. Vermeil, as a familiar, necessitates magical energy on a daily basis, which she obtains from Alto via passionate kisses. Lilia, Alto's childhood friend, grows envious of their relationship, while the students are also taken back by the unprecedented familiar. The Royal Road of Fantasy, the Royal Road Fantasy of a magician on the edge of failure and an unhealthy devil sister begins. Yeah, Vermeil is Vermeil has a strong um possibility to be waifu of the season. No fucking doubt about it. She is fucking down bad. She's down bad. Her fucking character is down bad. Like the character design, like she's fucking down bad. Simple as that. And she's got a big chance to win fucking waifu of the season. Um, and we are fucking in on that show, ladies and gentlemen. It might again. It 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 might end up being a shit show overall, but it has a top tier waifu in it just by the look of it. All right. It has a top-tier waifu in it, just by the look of it. I'm looking at the trailer right now, like, this chick's got, like, purple, like, purple hair, fucking red eyes. She got that lipstick. She got a fucking 10 out of 10 body. The fucking devil horns, too. It's like, mmm. Damn near perfection. Damn near perfection. After that, we have Overlord 4. Never seen uh, any of the other Overlords outside of a little bit of the Season 1. Overlord is a good show. It's just not my cup of tea. After that, we're starting to get to the real degenerate shit, ladies and gentlemen. We have Mama Haha no Surego ga Motokano Data, or more commonly known as My Stepmom's Daughter is My Ex. So, a certain boy and girl in middle school become became lovers. Flirted with each other, disagreed on trivial things, became more frequently irritated with each other rather than excited, and ended up breaking up at graduation. And so the two of them, Mizuto Irido and Yume Ayai, wound up meeting each other in the most unexpected fashion. Isn't it obvious that I'm the elder brother? Isn't it obvious that I'm the elder sister? The children of the partner of their parents' remarriage were ex-lovers? A former couple, mindful of their parents' feelings, decide on a sibling rule, where the one who becomes conscious of the other as the opposite sex loses. But when they encounter each other in the bathroom, commute to and from others, commute to and from school together, along with the memories of the past and living under the same roof, just how do they disregard each other? Um, this is some degen shit, straight fucking degen shit. Um, Rina Hidaka is doing the voice of her. And she did like Millium, so I think it's gonna sync up well. Or she does fucking Philo too. Okay, so we'll see how that goes. Um, oh boy, it's got Hiro Shino, Shimano, uh, Shimano in it. Uh, Aikaino is in it as well. Um, so good cast of voice actors in the show. 
And it is some DGEN shit, so you know we're going to add it to the list. It's done by Project Number 9. Project Number 9 has done some very good shows uh, recently, so we're definitely going to check out uh, my ex... whatever the fuck it's called. After that, we have Isekai Meikyu de Haramuo, or I think the full title is... Haram in the Labyrinth of Another World. Another Isekai anime. So... Struggling with life and society, high school student Michio Kaga wanders about the internet and lands on an odd website. The website featuring a number of questions and a point-based system allows one to create skills and abilities for a character. Upon completing his character, Kaga was transported to a game-like fantasy world and reborn as a strong man who could claim idol-level girls. Thus begins the cheat and the harem legend of a reborn man. Done by Studio Passion, Studio Passion has done a shitload of great anime uh including recently medico the higurashi series <coughs> interspecies reviewers of course and uh the fourth season of high school dxd now the tags for the show are action adventure fantasy romance and etchy just recently they came out uh that the show will have three different versions a uh, safe for work version, a non-safe for work version, and an ATX version. ATX version means it's basically fucking... They just let the fucking... They just let it all hang out. So, um, I would imagine that there will be an unhealthy amount of fan service in this anime. An unhealthy amount of fan service in this anime. After that, we have Jesse and Chen, Dropkick X, or the third season of Jesse and Chen. Jesse and Chen's a great show. It's very funny. Um, fucking hilarious at times. And now that I have High Dive, I think it'll be on High Dive. I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, but we're gonna add it to the list because I love Jashing Chan. It's fucking hilarious. After that, we have a new throwback anime in Tokyo Mew Mew. Um, and all it is, just the new Tokyo Mew Mew anime. Uh, was there a prequel that I could read the synopsis about? Let's see. 13-year-old Ichigo Momomiya is an endangered animal exhibit. Is that an endangered animal exhibit with her crush, Masaya Aoyama? When she is hit by a beam of light and sees a cat entering her body. She begins to demonstrate cat-like behavior the following day. A giant monster attacks Masaya and forces Ichigo to transform into a big magical girl with cat ears and a tail. A boy named Ryu Shiragane explains that the monster she fought was a chimera anima. Alien parasites that infect animals and turn them into giant monsters. Ryo and Keichiro Akasaka, the owner of the pink cafe called Cafe Mimu, plan to take the DNA of five red data animals and use them as biological weapons by injecting them into chimera anima. An experiment they called the Mew Project. But due to an earthquake the day before, the DNA was actually shot into Ichigo and four other girls that she met outside the museum instead. Now, a biological weapon, Ichigo must fight against the aliens to find her potential teammates and find her potential teammates, all while keeping her feline identity a secret from Masaya. Yeah, sounds fucking ridiculous, I know. Uh, but that's Tokyo Mew Mew uh, to a fucking T. So... And I think I just showed my Twitter reel, reel there, but that's okay, because I don't think there was anything uh, worth seeing overall. But 
Let me just see just to make sure. All right, yeah, we're good. It is all the other things I saw earlier. So that's Tokyo Mew Mew. We're not adding it to the list. Um, another show that I'm not adding to my list is because I have not seen season one, and it's because I could not get to the animation. Uh, but I do want to give it another shot, and that is Made in Abyss. The second season of Made in Abyss. I have not seen the first season, and I know I'll probably get flack for that, but I just could not. Actually, um, it's directly after the events of Made in Abyss movie three, Dawn of the Deep Soul. The fifth installment of Made in Abyss covers the adventures of Reg, Rico, and Nanachi in the sixth layer, the capital of the Unreturned. Um, again, if you're a big fan of the Made in the Abyss series, definitely check it out. After that, we have Isekai Oji-san, which I believe is, translates to like grandfather teleported to another world. Isekai uncle, Oji-san in another world, uncle from another world. Um, okay, it looks creepy as fuck. 17 years ago, Takafu, Takafumi's Uncle fell into a coma, but now he's back like a man risen from his grave. Soon, Takafumi discovers two bizarre things. His uncle treasures video games above all else, and while comatose, he was actually transported to another world as some heroic guardian. Now, not only does Takafumi have to room with an uncle who is literally magical, he also has to catch the guy up on two decades of history. Of history. Smartphones, high-speed internet... Modern anime tropes, like the Isekai, and the traumatic outcome of the 90s console war. Um, yeah, it looks fucking ridiculous, but we're adding it to the list because I think it could be fucking hilarious. Because it sounds like an Isekai, but it also sounds like a modern-day Isekai. It's, like, it's an Isekai that's not an Isekai. So, I'm intrigued. After that, we have Waruru uh, Ars Notoria Sun. Um, this is the story of the fun-filled daily life of girls who strive to be true ladies. While being educated and trained in magic and learning proper manners at the dorm-based Magical Academy city of Ashram. <clears throat> um, another cute girls do cute things show, I think. It does have the, uh, it does say action under one of the tags. Um, but I am intrigued how that will turn out. After that, we have a show that I'm actually very interested in, in Kumicho Musume to Sewa Gakari, or I believe it's uh, the, the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. So it starts off asking the question, who's your nanny? So Toru Kishima is the right-hand man of the Sakodagi crime family. For him, the job is a perfect excuse to let his violent instincts run wild earning him the nickname The Demon of Sakuragi. It seems like nothing will stand in the way of his vicious nature, but then one day, uh, he receives an assignment like never before from the boss, babysitting his daughter. This is the heartwarming, or is it a blood-curdling, story of a little girl and her Yakuza caretaker. Um, Yeah, it, it, it sounds like it's going to be fucking hilarious. Uh, I don't think it'll end up poorly, um, but we're in on it. Um, after that, we have the Prince of Tennis Under-17 World Cup. No interest in it at all. Uh, we have Chimimo, which is the heartwarming comedy anime centers on Chimimo, who is a messenger of hell and a shape-shifting evil demon. Chichimo is one of 12 evil demons whose mission is to turn the human world into hell. 
The 12 demons along with Hellsan go to the human world, but Hellsan and Kimimo become freeloaders um, to a family of three sisters named Mutsumi, Hazuki, and Mei. Um, yeah, that's going to be a hard pass for me. After that, we have Buchigiri, which is... In the era when samurai in an era when samurai rules Japan, the Shinsengumi has been wiped out by an unknown attacker, leaving one survivor. Seven criminals are chosen as doubles for Shinsengumi to protect the security of Kyoto. A top secret replacement operation is executed. That really doesn't tell us much. Um But I mean, the cast kind of looks fucking cool. Not gonna lie. So we'll add it to the list and see where it goes. We'll see where it takes us. After that, we have another show that I'm highly, highly interested in. And Yofukashi no Uta or Call of the Night. If you listen, if you watch, if you look at my Twitter, you will know that I am the one who broke the news first that Call of the Night will be on High Dive. I was the first one because I was in the panel that announced it, that it will be exclusively streaming on High Dive. So, uh, Ko Yamori seems like a typical middle school student on the surface. Relatively good at studies and am amiable with his classmates. He puts a lot of effort into maintaining this facade. One day, however, he decides to stop pretending and quit school. Developing, ins developing insomnia as a result of having no daytime outlet for his energy. When taking walks alone at night, he feels marginally better, though he is aware that his inability to sleep should be considered a serious problem. On one such walk, Ko meets a weird girl, Nazuna Nan Nanakusa, who diagnoses the cause of his sleepiness. Despite making changes in his life, he is still holding himself back from experiencing true freedom. She says that he won't be able to sleep unless she, he is satisfied with how he spends his waking hours. When it appears that she has resolved his current worries, Nazuna invites him back to her apartment to share her futon. After a while, unaware that he is the only that he is only feigning unconsciousness, she leans over him and bites his neck. Um It is a romance and supernatural anime. It is a vampire anime and we are in on this one. The animation looks tremendous. Um it is done by Studio Linden Films, and Linden Films is kind of fucking goaded right now. Um, so, I'm definitely adding that to the list. I believe I just did add it to the list. Uh, it is on my plan to watch list. After that, we have Sorademo Ayamu wa Yose Kuteru. Um, and I believe it's I. When will Ayamu make his move? I believe it's by the same day by the same dude who wrote um, the Takagi San series. And this is another show that I'm very, very interested in uh, in watching. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, on a whim, first year, Ayamu Tanaka quits the kendo club and joins the illegitimate shogi club. Urushi Yatome, the president of the club and a master of shogi, is thrilled to finally have a playing partner. As Ayamu's upperclassman, Urushi endeavors to be his shogi mentor and student role model. Too often, however, she finds herself blushing with embarrassment. Stone-faced and honest Ayamu sees no issue with calling Udishi cute. Although, although Ayamu likes her, he refrains from confessing and promises himself to first beat her in a game of shogi. 
Through school life and shogi games, the two students have many hilarious and heartwarming adventures. Ayumu enjoys every second with Udushi, but he is still a long way from beating her in shogi. With the commitment he made to himself, will Ayumu ever get the chance to confess his feelings to Udushi? Um... Sorry. Doing a lot of talking. I had to take a big sip of water right there. Hopefully it's not... I, the thing that I'm worried about is gonna, it's going to be like a slapstick comedy. Um, and the jokes are going to wear out. Kind of like how... Um, kind of like how Aharon... Uh, Aharon-san went this uh, spring season. Um, which I'll get into that into my... Uh, spring review episode, but I just don't want it to go down that route. I just don't. Uh, I I have added it to my list. It looks pretty good. It, it sounds really fun, and it could be a very good love story. After that, we have Kudo no Shokansai, uh, or Black Summoner. This is, like, my fucking cookies and cream, like, shows of the season that it's gonna be fucking awful, but I'm in on it. So, Waking up in a strange new place with no memory of his past life, Kelvin learns that his batter that he's bartered away those very memories in exchange for powerful new abilities during his recent transmigration. Heading out into a new a whole new world as a summoner, with his first follower being the very goddess who brought him over. Kelvin begins his new life as an adventurer, and it isn't long before he discovers his hidden disposition as a battle junkie. From the Black Knight of the ancient castle of evil spirits to the demon within the hidden cave of the sage, he reveals in the fight against one formidable foe after another. Join this overpowered adventurer in an exhilarating and epic saga as he and his allies carve their way into the annals of history. Yeah, it's going to be utter nonsense that I want to be along. Uh, I, I have to be there for the ride. Uh, because it's just going to be straight fucking nonsense. After that, we have Shadow's House Season 2. That's an easy add to uh, list. Because Season 1 was fucking phenomenal. And Season 2 is only going to be even better, in my opinion. Outside of the ending is not going to hit as hard as the first one did. After that, we have Hoshino uh, Samadari. And this one could be interesting because it is about college students. Um... And there does seem to like be some sort of like drama and shit in it, but we'll. But uh, let me read the synopsis. One day, college student Yuhi Amamiya uh, is approached by a talking lizard, Sir Noi Crezon. Crezon immediately launches into a fantast fantastical story. The powerful mage Animus intends to destroy the Earth with his biscuit hammer, a huge contraption looming high in Earth's orbit. Earth's only hope lies with the princess and her beast knights, whose task is to protect the princess and defeat Animus. Yuhei is chosen as the lizard beast knight, and despite his misgivings, is quickly forced to defend himself from a golem created by the mage. He is saved by his neighbor, the princess Ashina Samidari, and swears loyalty to her. However, the princess does not intend to save the Earth at all. She lets Yuhei in on her real motivations, to prevent Animus from destroying Earth, only to then annihilate the planet by her own hand. That sounds pretty fucking cool. 
The pair continue to fight off attacks by Aminus Golems while the remaining Beast Knights are slowly being gathered and learning to use their powers. But Yuhei will have to decide for himself whether to go along with Asahina's plans, whom he is getting close to, or save the Earth. In the process, he must also confront his true self and determine where his loyalties truly um, lie. That actually sounds pretty fucking cool. Um, I'm in on it. I'm in on it. Um, after that, we have Isekai Yakyoyoku, um, or Parallel World Pharmacy. I feel like we've had this show before, but this one's got a hot nurse with glasses in it, and I'm fucking in on it. Um, so let's read the synopsis. After losing his little sister to an incurable disease, world-famous medical researcher Kanji Yakutani gives it his all to cure patients by dedicating his life to inventing new medicines. After working himself to death at the age of 31, the former pharmacist wakes up as a 10-year-old child, typical isekai fucking trope, whose body has been struck by lightning. He discovers that he's been reincarnated into a medieval world as a medi into a medieval world as Falma, a child of the respected Demedesius family. In a world where divine arts, magic granted through blessings from guardian deities, exist, Falmar realizes that his body is host to the guardian deity of medicine. Again, another trope in anime. The boy has been granted the mythical divine arts of creation and reduction, as well as the ability to instantly diagnose, diagnose illnesses in people's bodies. He soon discovers the terrible state of medicine in this world. Only nobles are able, are able to afford medical care, which is ineffective at best and detrimental at worst. Using modern knowledge and his divine powers, Falma gradually makes a name for himself as a pharmacist despite his young age, even earning the recognition of the imperial court. When he finally acquires a proper, uh, when he finally acquires a proper pharmacy on his own, he sets out to pursue his goal of improving healthcare in the San Fluve Empire and making it accessible to all. Like I said, like, they, like this was like this is literally fucking um, pharmacy in another world. Like they literally just fucking did this show. Um, are we gonna watch it? Of course, I'm gonna fucking watch it. But I'm not gonna be happy watching it. After that, we have Hanabi Chan wa uh, Okure Gachi. No fucking idea what this is. Uh, after that, we have KJ File, uh, which is a kaiju anime that I have literally no interest in. Uh, and, but if you like kaiju, you should probably check it out. <coughs> after that, we have Extreme Hearts, is a sports anime. The story is set in the near future. Hypersports became a hobby. Became a hobby competitions that is popular with children and adults alike. Hiyori Hayama is a is an high schooler is a high school singer who has nothing to do with hypersports. However, the story begins to be set in motion after a certain incident and encounter. This is a story about how we met our best friends. Okay. Um we'll add it, but uh, I don't fucking know. After that, we have the second season of Orient, or the second part of Orient. We're watching that because we watched the first part, and I kind of like the first part. I don't think it's a good show, but I'm in on it. Uh, after that, we have Shine Post, which is another, which is an idol anime. 
Um, the other unit, Tings, has big dreams but only small achievements and is not very popular. The best manager in the world is supposed to be their savior, but I'm not interested in being your manager. The man who shows up is Naosei Hineke, a man with no motivation. Sounds like the fucking show we talked about earlier. However, he has a special power. This is a story of you and the girls shining brightly to become absolute idols. The best idol entertainment begins here. Uh, after that, we have the second season of Hataraku Maosama or The Devil's a Part-Timer Season 2. This is another show that they should have either restarted from the beginning or not come out with it at all because the amount of flack that the author got for how the series ended was warranted to a to a to a degree um because it was fucking awful it literally it, it, the, the ending of the novel and the manga of uh devil's a part-timer literally makes no fucking sense makes no fucking sense at all um after that we have love live superstar second season i don't not fuck with the love live shows but if you do, definitely check it out. Then we have two shows that I'm really looking forward to. One being Dungeon Nidi wo Motawaru no wa Machigataru Dao blah 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 blah. Basically, it's uh, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon Part 4. Um, very excited about this. I, I, I've heard really... I, I know a lot of people gave flack to the second and third season, but I'm really looking forward to the fourth season because I believe it focuses on Ryu a little bit. And uh, for me, Ryu is one of the, if not the best female character in the show, um, in my opinion. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the fourth season. I know a lot of the night no the light novel readers um, have been giving praise to this arc as well. So I am really looking forward to it. After that, we have Saiken Yatoda made Ga Ayashi, or uh, the maid I hired recently is Mysterious. It's hard to miss with this show for two reasons. One being Lilith, who also is up for waifu of the season, in my opinion, being voiced by Rei Takahashi. And the other is Yuri, who is voiced by Sayori Hiyami. So, um, it's a packed fucking cast right there, ladies and gentlemen. Packed fucking cast. But let's talk about the synopsis and uh, see if whether or not you'd be interested in adding it to your list. It is definitely on my list. So, the beautiful maid Lilith has recently, be, has recently been hired to care for the whims of her employer's son, Yudi. However, Yudi's overzealous skepticism of her every action keeps him on edge as he suspects devious mischief being plotted behind his back. Despite his paranoia, paranoia, Lilith grows fond of Yudi and often teases him as a way to further their bonding. Um, Saiken Yatomaid Ga Ayashi revolves on the relationship between cautious Yudi and his wonderfully charming maid in this day-to-day -day oddball romantic comedy. Um, yeah, Lilith's fucking hot. That's all I have to say. And then after that, we have Futo Tantai, uh, which doesn't come out till August 1st. Holy shit. Um, in the city of Futo, criminals make use of USB-like devices called Gaia memories to turn themselves into super powerful monsters. I, I don't know if I can finish this. I'm reading this right now, and it just looks fun. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I, I, 
you can read the synopsis yourself. I can't fucking. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna taint my fucking hands putting that on my list. Um, and the last show we have Yuru, Yoru wa Neko to Isho. Um, it seems like it's a short anime. Uh, translates to nothing. Um, but it does seem like a short anime that I have no interest in at all. Everything else is kind of like shorts. In Chinese anime that I've no interest in. We have the Arifuda OVA is coming out. The Uticamp movie is coming out in the upcoming season. One Piece Film Red is coming out. Uh, and I think that's... And then Sword Art Online is, is the other big movie that's coming out as well. So, definitely a lot, uh, a lot less interesting than the... Um, then the spring season we had, but the summer season should have a couple of good shows on it as well. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast, the summer preview episode. We are live right now on twitch.tv slash shortsensei1. We're, if you don't have a Twitch account, come make one and then follow the channel and then you can see when I go live to do live episodes of the podcast. Uh, from there, you can join our Discord and get updates of when new episodes of the podcast are live and actually when I go live on Twitch as well. Uh, if you're looking to follow the socials, make sure to follow all the socials. Waifus and Weeboos on Twitter. Uh, Waifus and Weeboos on Facebook. Uh, NJ Otaku on Tumblr. Uh, make sure you follow the Twitch and the TikTok. For those, it's, it's both going to be Source Sensei 1 on both Twitch and TikTok. And if you are looking for some of the best peaker stickers, t-shirts, anything uh, anime related to put on your car, your 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 laptop, your computer, what your your walls. Definitely check out sukawai.com. Use the promo code SourceSensei1 at checkout to get five percent off your entire order. I think they're running running a promo now of buy four get two free. Um, and he just added a whole bunch of Anya and your peakers to the website. Uh, if you're on any of the uh, if you're on any of the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, um, I really appreciate if you would, if you'd hit that subscribe button and uh, hit that subscribe button, and so you can get updates on when I go live with upcoming podcasts. And of course, to the guys and gals over at Geekscape.net, a lot of great, great fucking uh, podcasters over at Geekscape.net. Um, definitely check them out. Go to the website Geekscape.net. Check out all of the podcasts that you get there. Great, great people. Awesome community. And um, just a, a fucking phenomenal amount of people over there. Great, great people over there at Geekscape.net. Um, and yeah, and uh, can't can't forget about my boys at the, uh, the What Do You Say Anime podcast. Um, and, uh, and Chili, too. Shout out to Chili. Um, and everybody else. I appreciate all the support as always. Uh, we got each other's backs. And uh, it's a really good thing about coming together with communities. You get, uh, you get each other's backs. So definitely check out those um, those guys as well. So again, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Nick. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast. And again, the, uh, uh, the, the spring review episode should be up Sunday if things go well. So definitely stay tuned for that. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.